When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 29, planning. This is the final step in my three-part series on time management. The first step, brainstorming. The second, prioritization. And the third, planning. Now, if you're not familiar with me, why do I teach time management? Because I really, truly believe that time management is the foundation for getting your life organized. So if you can manage your time, you can probably organize the rest of your life, or that's what I believe. So if you want to learn a little bit more about this process, go back to episodes number 27 and 28 on brainstorming and prioritization. Listen to those first and then listen, come back and listen to this episode on planning. All right. So I'm a child of the 1980s. And in the 1980s and 1990s, we had um, a series of Chevy Chase movies called Vacation. And these were all this kind of the same. They had the same premise that this dad, Clark Griswold, would plan a vacation or a holiday for his beloved family. I mean, he went into like mapping it and we're going to be here at this time and um, we have to be in this place by this day. I mean, like really kind of was a total planner. Well, in the course of the movie, things never quite went as he had planned. So that's where the comedy came in, right? And that's also where the memories are planted in our lives. I mean, for those of us who are planners, this is a great lesson for us. That even though things don't always go how we planned, that life is about the journey. And to not miss the opportunities to plant the seeds of memories and not get so rigid in what our plan is, that we miss out on all of those wonderful things. So that's just something that I want you to keep in mind As you either become a better planner or you start to um, implement a planning routine into your life, don't be so rigid that you miss out on the journey. All right. Another thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to dive deep here and I'm going to get really personal for a moment, so forgive me, but you know what 2020 has been like for me? It has felt like that game, Whack-A-Mole. Um, if you're not familiar with this game, it's like an old arcade game. I think I've seen it around a few places when I've taken my kids, but it's like this game where this little mole pops up and you're supposed to just hit it with this like um, this like cushioned mallet thing. <clears throat> and um, the mole pops back down before you can hit it, and then it pops back up in another place. For some reason, that has felt like 2020 to me. I came into this year with the best of intentions, 
with a lot of wonderful plans um, for my family, for myself, for my businesses. And I feel like it's turned into a game of whack-a-mole. Now, um, I've been hesitant to share this next part with you because um, <clears throat> it's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of controversy around it right now. And I'm nervous, as you can probably tell. Um, but I've said it in the past before, my husband's in law enforcement. And um, there has been a tremendous amount of fear for families in law enforcement. Um, and so much so where it's affected my business is that I know I've been open with that in the past and I've actually um, really worried um, because um, I've mentioned that in past podcast episodes, right? So I've even stressed about like, do I go back and listen to every single episode and delete anything that says that we are a law enforcement family? Um, I decided no. I mean, I don't have anything to be ashamed of and I really quite honestly don't understand the hate And if you're a person that has hate or anger in your heart towards law enforcement and you feel compelled to send me messages of hate, um, I have to tell you, like, other people have beat you to the punch. I mean, um, we've received a lot of hate messages. Um, We've even had people go so far as um, to take the time to, like, spray paint signs and leave them in our front yard. Yeah. So super awesome. Um, so if you have more messages of, hey, I, I mean, all you're going to get from me is a delete or like a little blue heart emoji with a hand pray emoji next to it because I pretty much have heard it all. And, and so has my husband. I mean, my gosh, <clears throat> he's, he's gotten it from every which way possible. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because I know... I'm not the only one. A lot of my friends and family that are in the law enforcement community are reevaluating their lives because um, new legislation is going to be passed, it looks like, that is going to dramatically affect our loved ones' careers, could possibly affect our um, safety, our well-being, our... um, our financial well-being as well. And so my husband and I are definitely in that boat. So what does that have to do with planning everything? We have had to go back to the drawing board for our life and reevaluate everything. I mean, he loves his career. He loves his community. He is a good man. He has served valiantly as have every other man and woman on his department. And, um, but because of what we're facing in our law enforcement community right now, it's just not responsible to just say, oh, this will blow over and uh, we'll be fine because we're not sure if it's going to be okay. So we're back at the board of planning our life. So if you were to ask me in the beginning of 2020, sorry, my voice is very cracky today. Um, you know, what our plan was, I would have had something very different to say to you in January 2020, as I do in June of 2020. So we are literally spending a lot of time brainstorming ideas. Where do we want to live? What do we want to do as a career? I mean, I feel like, I mean, this is like life changing kind of stuff that we're having to face right now. And, um, 
we're reevaluating our priorities. So we're just kind of throwing stuff out there like, hey, well, what about this? Or we have friends that live here. Um, We're researching communities, researching other careers. Um, I'm having to kind of reevaluate my plans as well. And um, we're trying to decide what our priorities are. You know, so we have priorities that are very um, personal and specific to our family. And so we're kind of just trying to start to map out our plan. We haven't taken any action to do anything yet. But again, we're just trying to keep ourselves safe and protected and be responsible to our to ourselves because we both have worked incredibly hard and um and we can't really afford to lose it nor should we have to so that's where we're back at we're back at the drawing board so if life has thrown you for some really life-changing loops no matter what it is I'm here and I decided to dedicate this podcast episode to this. Like, what is the remedy? How do you overcome when you feel like that whack-a-mole game that no matter what you do, life is there just to hit you on the head and make you go away? Um, Because that's kind of how a lot of people feel right now. Um, And... I'm telling you, this isn't the first challenge that I've faced in my life. I've overcome and faced a lot of insurmountable things in my life. And the remedy to that is to do exactly what I'm talking to you about today. I want you to get a plan. And for me, these past few weeks, um, as someone who's very regimented in her planning, like for instance, my bedtime I <clears throat> like to be in bed between 9.30 and 10. And when I do that, I automatically wake up about 5.30 in the morning. And I love that because my, no one else in my family is awake that early. And so I kind of get to do whatever I want to do. And my business, a lot of the stuff for my business hasn't quite woken up. I'm not getting the emails yet. And so that like precious hour between like 5.30 and 6.30 in the morning is just absolute wonderful joy, pure everything to me because it's my quiet time. And whether I want to go for a walk or I just want to like drink my coffee and scroll through social media or I just want to do whatever I want, I get that opportunity first thing in the morning. Um... And again, that is my quiet time. So think about that in just a second. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But my point is, is that over the past few weeks, that has been completely obliterated. When your loved one is um, out there and there's riots going on, which our city has seen and um, officers are being attacked as we've had one of ours. Um, who was unfortunately um, shot in the head during um, the riots, um, you don't sleep at night. You do not sleep at night. And it was really difficult because there were mornings I didn't go to bed until 6.30 the next morning. And so for someone who really um, needs her routine and that really kind of fuels me, it was really difficult. And so I had to ease myself back into a routine. 
So that's the first thing I want you to consider when you just feel like life is out of whack, out of control. I want you to ease yourself into a routine. Understand how important sleep is to your mental and physical health as well as your emotional health. Try your best to do whatever you need to do during your day so that you can try to get a good night's sleep. And that was the first step that I had to take. And last week was the first, I had my first day where I got back. I actually got a good night's sleep. I was back at going to bed 9.30 or 10. And I woke up automatically at 5.30 in the morning, went for a walk, listened to some of my favorite podcast episodes, came home, and I was in the best mood ever. So it's a wonderful way to start your day. Now, Let's talk a little bit about planning for a minute because there are a lot of myths about planning. I think the first myth is that it takes away the joy and the experience from life. I have learned that that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I am someone that is like the yes girl. Like if, if, for instance, I have a friend who's going to Temecula on a little wine tasting trip And she said, hey, you want to go along? And I'm like, yes, you know, because I haven't really been able to go anywhere these past few months. So I'm like, yes. Um, And so I love that. And I've always been like that. But what I learned is when I look back in my younger adult years, when I wasn't so much of a planner, is that I just kind of felt like I was spinning my wheels a lot. So I felt like that if I became a planner and I wrote stuff down in a calendar and I planned out my days that I would lose a lot of the experience that couldn't be further from the truth. It's just like with the bedtime thing. I'm telling you, try it. If you are someone and you just feel overwhelmed, get yourself in a good bedtime routine and give yourself some time, if you have children especially, where you are awake for a little bit of time where everyone else in your house is asleep. Um, Whether you're a night owl, do a little bit at night. Or um, I used to be a night owl and I actually found that I kind of retrained myself to be an early bird. And there's just something really wonderful about when you wake up early in the morning before you get your day started because I'm not super tired and I'm actually kind of refreshed and energized. So I like my quiet time to be when I'm not super tired, but when I'm more energized and refreshed because it actually gives me more energy to get my day started. So myth that time planning or planning your time makes you boring and rigid wrong, 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 wrong. One of the things that I have found is that um, when I plan my time, I actually have a lot more free time than I realize. Um, again, that that quiet time, I actually was able to find that when I was planning my bedtime. Um, another myth is that it makes you super restrictive and non-spontaneous. Again, wrong. Um, one of the things that I have found is that... Um, I actually, because I know where my money is going, I know what my day has in store for me or my week has in store for me, I actually know that I have pockets of time in there where I can be uh, spontaneous and say yes to things. So for instance, today, I have a lunch with some friends 
And that was something that kind of came up earlier in the week. And I didn't have a lot going on today. So when they were like, hey, do you want to go? Let's go for lunch. And everyone said, okay, hey, Friday works for me. I was like, hey, awesome. I actually don't have a ton going on that day so I can figure out. So I was able to say yes. And I know that was a few days ago, so it's not super spontaneous, but I'm actually able to do that during my day. I don't jam pack my day full of things to do. I actually um, give myself a little bit of leeway in there so that I can move things around if I need to. And again, that's something else I'll talk about a little bit more in just a moment. Um, And then the last myth about planning and time management is that if you become a planner, you're going to have to be this live and die by your schedule and by your calendar. And I know a lot of people out there are like this. I have a lot of um, friends that are like this, that they they um, lack spontaneity. Um, if some, Actually, <laughs> truth be told, I have some um, people in my household that, that are like this, um, that if we say, hey, we're going to go do this at 930 and it didn't happen at 930, I have... Um, a child and a, a spouse that gets a little frustrated and was like, hey, you said that was going to happen at 9.30. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 9.43. Is that okay? So um, it's okay not to live and die by your schedule. It's okay to give yourself some flexibility in there. And again, this is all stuff I'm going to really kind of dive into in this episode. So For those of you who are free spirits and um, like to be spontaneous and are the yes people out there, which is 100% me, I will say yes to just about everything. I love experience. I love going places. I love people. I love doing all of those things. And if you plan your time, you actually realize you have a lot more time than you think. Okay, moving on. I'm going to go over the time buckets. What are time buckets? These are all of the different areas of your life that need and demand your attention. Here's the thing with time buckets. If you don't try to give a little bit of time during your week to each of these time buckets, they will start to demand your time. Now, those time buckets are financial, physical health, social hobby, work, home, family, and quiet time. All right. Remember, I just said I'll go over quiet time a little bit more. Quiet time. You need quiet time. I think in our modern day and age, this is the one bucket that goes the most um, or is given the least amount of attention, I should say. And this is the one bucket that when I was mapping this out, um, for my time management journal, I really try to emphasize, and I try to emphasize this a lot because we are in a day and age that if you have your own business or you work a lot of times, you never get to leave work. You are We become like, like absolutely attached to our phones, to our electronics, to our apps, to our messages. Like we, we are expected to answer a text message or a phone call every single time. And I'm someone that I get so many text messages in a day, I cannot answer them all. It overwhelms me. And I constantly get crap from people. And I try to tell people, like, I just don't. Like, 
I don't respond to my text messages. I get so many in one day. I have to kind of triage them and figure out like, is this important for me to respond to right now? Or can I call this person back later? So that's why it is important for you to adopt some quiet time in your in your planning. Um, for some people, this might be religious studies where you, maybe you read your Bible or something. For others, this might be like a meditation practice. For others, it might be just going for a walk or doing some yoga. Um, for me, sometimes <laughs> it's like sitting and sipping my coffee in those early morning hours, staring out the window, um, especially lately because I'm just like, what the heck? Um, and so whatever it is in your life, make sure you're making some time for your quiet time. But again, these are the buckets that I want you to focus on. And if you're familiar with my time management journal, I actually laid this out for you during the brainstorming and prioritization process. So when you have all of those things in your head that you need to do, you want to do, you should do, I want you to start to map them out. And just like you are decluttering your home, you take an item and you place it into a container to start the organization process. This is what that is, brainstorming. So I want you to be like, what are all those things I have to do? So for instance, um, if you need to go grocery shopping, that would go into your home bucket. If you need to um, go run to the bank to do something, that's perhaps in your financial bucket. Um, Some of these buckets you don't have a lot of control over, namely your work bucket. Um, A lot for us work is determined by, excuse me, our clients, if you're self-employed or our bosses, if you're not self-employed and you work for somebody. But the whole point of this is I want you to try to find some balance in your life. I want you to start to alleviate some stress in your life with this time management process. Okay, when should planning be done? I always tell people do it either the night before or first thing in the morning. I generally tend to do um, it this way. I kind of look at my week. So I have my calendar and I like a paper and pen. I just like a regular calendar that I can write stuff down. If you're a digital person and you like your digital calendar, awesome. Use that. But I kind of do sort of an outline for my week at the beginning of the week. And this is kind of where I make the phone calls. And um, so if I have clients um, who need something, I start to have them narrow down some time in their schedule so that it can match up with mine and start doing some like time blocking is um, a process that I do sort of in the beginning of my week. And then as I get those text messages or those phone calls or those emails, I can kind of fill in those time block areas on my calendar. Um, But I really do focus on doing my planning in the morning. So again, this is kind of part of my um, quiet time. Um, It's really important for me to kind of like, how am I feeling if this is something like I feel like if I've looked at my calendar and I actually have overfilled my day and I'm not filling it and there's some things that I can move around or change, that's when I focus on it. So that's why I personally like to do it in the morning first thing when I wake up. I'm a very like feely kind of person 
And so, or if there's the opposite, and some days this happens, I'm like, hey, man, I can like scoot a little bit more. I've been wanting to do this. Actually, I have more time today. I will fill in this gap here and I'll get this done today. And then that takes that off my plate. Um, I do encourage people who kind of struggle with insomnia to do some of their planning at night. This kind of just gets everything out of your head and onto paper, just like with the brainstorming. So if you're someone that kind of struggles falling to sleep at night because you're like, okay, I have to remember this. I have to remember that for tomorrow. Don't forget this. Um, I completely forgot to do this today. I encourage you to sit down with your calendar and get that stuff planned out for the next day or over the course of the next couple of days. That will actually help alleviate a lot of stress. Again, if you get it out of your head and onto paper, um, that actually just kind of gives you some um, reassurance that, you know what, I probably won't forget it because I wrote it down. And then I know for me personally, if I write something down, I'm much more likely to remember it. So do your planning, write it down either the night before or the very first thing in the morning. Have a plan for your day. Now, here's some tips when it comes to daily planning. First, the time buckets. I have seven time buckets. I am here to tell you, you do not need to focus on all seven time buckets in one day. That's not the point or the purpose of this. In fact, in reality, you're only going to be able to focus on three, max five of those time buckets in a day, especially if you have like a predetermined day, like for instance, work or something. There's no way if you work an eight or nine or 10 hour day that you're going to be able to do all seven of these time buckets, like spend time with your family, go meet your friends for drinks, go hit the gym. So take that off right now. If that's what you were thinking, that is not what I'm asking you to do. What I do want you to do is when you're looking at your week, try to hit at least one of these buckets during your weekly planning. So they should be hit at least once during your week. So even with the quiet time, if it's not feasible for you to get that done every single day, there has to be at least one day in your week where you're going to give yourself the gift of a little bit of quiet time. So don't stress, do not overthink when it comes to daily planning. Just focus on the buckets that you can. So for instance, if it's work, and then of course you have family, and then you have home, that is okay. That is okay to focus on. Um, The next thing that I want you to consider when it comes to daily planning is to actually have a system. Um, I have a time management journal and there is a journal page where you can actually write it down. Um, And in fact, on that, I only give you five areas to write down the bucket. So on the left-hand side, you get to choose which bucket. So again, if it's work, and then there is an area for you to write down some of the tasks that you need to get done at work that day. And I'm a big one. I'm making lists and I love to like cross off or tick off each item on my list. And that is something um, that you can do. And it just kind of makes you feel accomplished. But again, I don't give you space to write all seven things. But what also is on that time um, management daily planning page is some areas that um, focus on your home because 
There are things we should always be doing at our home. Like for instance, I always have my daily three. I try to make my bed every day. I try to get one load of laundry into the washer, into the dryer, fold it and put it away. Even though sometimes it just makes it to the dryer, that's okay. Give yourself a little bit of grace. And then my husband and I try to tag team on getting the kitchen clean. Um, I do a lot of cooking, so we always have a lot of dishes in our our house. But um, at least if one load can get through the dishwasher, hey, that is a fantastically um, successful day if we can get that done because we both work um, full-time jobs and, and still have kids at home. So... Write it down, um, have a plan. I do personally use just a planner. So I like the planner that gives you plenty of room to write down. And so that's what I do um, for my daily planning. Actually write it down or put it in an app in your phone that you will actually use. All right. Remember when I was talking about like the flexibility? I want you to have some flexibility. I want you to give yourself some grace. You are going to have some days where you are like superstar and you have ticked off everything on your list and you are just awesome. You are going to have other days like the whack-a-mole game that no matter what you do, you can't get anything done or accomplished. That is okay. Again, I don't want you to be so rigid with your planning that you miss out on planting those seeds with your family, finding the humor and enjoying the journey. So not all day needs to be planned. And again, if you are someone that enjoys spontaneity and you like to be flexible and you need as much flexibility in your planning, if you're a feeler like I am, I'm like, I have to feel like, am I really feeling up to this today? Um, Give yourself some flexibility in your planning. What I discourage people from doing Uh, most people. This does work for some people. And if it works for you, awesome, fine. This is, this is great. This is just kind of, wait, while I talk about this part. But what I discourage a lot of people from doing is doing the timed planning, like 8 to 8.15 getting showered, 8.15 to 8.45 getting dressed. I really discourage putting time on your, um, on your daily planning like that. I mean, for the most part, we know, like we generally don't have to write down in our planning, like take a shower and get dressed. That's something that we're going to do automatically. So I don't need you to be so regimented or force this regimen on your family because that doesn't work for all people. I'm certainly not that person. I give myself some um, areas where I say like, hey, I'm going to hit the gym at 630. If I don't get to the gym until 7.15, that is okay. I still made it to the gym. Um, So again, give yourself some grace. I don't want you to live and die by your schedule. I want you to focus on kind of taking a bird's eye view of your life and saying, you know, what do I need to accomplish today? Where is my planning leading me? Is it leading me towards some of my goals That is the whole plan and purpose of this. Don't be so regimented that you, um, if you didn't make it to the gym by 6.30, then your whole day is blown and there's no use and it throws you all off. Don't do it. Again, if putting times helps you, that's great. But I will 
be honest in saying it actually isn't super helpful to a lot of people because people have a tendency to be like, if I didn't make it, then they kind of lose the focus of what planning is supposed to be about. All right. My final thing I want you to consider when it comes to planning is distractions. What are your distractions in life? We all have them. Um, For me personally, it's social media. It is taking a phone call when I should be working. It is um, getting involved in other people's drama sometimes. It is... um, some I'm not really big in watching TV as much, but in the past I've been into that um, where I've gotten caught up in a show and then I just can't peel myself from it. Um, and then my entire day goes by. So those are some, some of my personal distractions that I have to be keenly aware of. So you need to do a little bit of um, self-observation and figure out what are your distractions because you have a lot more time in your day than you realize. I really, really, really can't stand it when people, I hear people say like, I don't have enough time. When I'm like, dude, I see you posting on social media like 13 times a day. Like you comment on everybody's posts that we know, but yet you tell me that you don't have enough time in your day for stuff, whatever. Um, but be very, very aware of your distractions because they are time stealers. Um, but make some time for distractions because right now, um, especially right now when we're in our homes a lot more than we normally are, or we're faced with these insurmountable things that are going on in our world, um, it's okay to kind of be a little bit distracted because, it it's a release. I'm like, we need, we need to like right now I'm watching this series on USA and I'm like super loving it because when I watch it, um, before I go to bed at night, I, I have completely forgotten about all of the world's problems. So distractions are okay in small doses, but what I don't want them to be is to be a deterrent to you planning your day and reaching your goals because the whole point in time planning in time planning and time management is for you to start to make some progress on your goals. This is how you do it. You get those ideas out of your head and onto paper. I want you to prioritize what's really important to you. I want you to remember that if everything's important to you, then nothing is important to you. And then I want you to put those plans into action. I want you to actually do them. I want you to make time for those plans during your day. I want you to make progress on your life. I want you to enjoy the journey. I want you to laugh along the way. And I want you to just realize that this doesn't have to be dry. This doesn't have to be awful or horrible. Planning your day and managing your time and bringing some organization into your life is actually a really wonderful thing. You'll realize how much more time you have. It will make you feel better in a lot of ways. And if you have any questions about this, please reach out to me, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. I have kind of taken the month of June for some regrouping 
like what I told you about earlier in the episode, it's been a really difficult month. Um, I know I was doing the classes back in May. I got a tremendous response on those. And um, again, I had to do some regrouping. My plan for July is to get back into it. Um, I'm super, super grateful for every single one of you who shows your support and your love and who has shared this podcast with family and friends. Um, I'm now on Apple Podcasts. If you guys are so inclined, if you want to share it, um, subscribe, download it. Um, I would absolutely love that. Again, if you have any questions, I'm always available. I know it does take a little bit of time for me to get back to my emails sometimes, but I promise you I will get back to everybody. Oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. Stay tuned. Follow me on um, Facebook and Instagram, One Organized Mama. And in the month of July, I promise to get back out there and teach those classes, which have been so wonderful to meet so many of you guys face-to-face. They're very small. I only do one to three people per class. That way I can really talk to everyone and get to know them. I've actually added some people to my um, network of professional organizers, which has been super awesome, and I am blessed to have them. And thank you again for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. Thank you.